When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. So, we got some amazing news off the top of the episode for you guys. So, we're already becoming syndicated. Woo! And, uh, and then reruns, you know, because... Yeah. Got to got to keep us, uh, you know, on every channel. Well, yeah. we're only on one. We're only being syndicated on one network right now. Um, we got, uh, they reached out to us from Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network, and they liked our podcast. They asked if we could uh, join their network, and absolutely, I said yes. Oh yeah. Um, so you can hear us Mondays at seven p.m. Central Standard Time, east uh, eight o'clock Eastern, five p.m. Pacific. So check us out on there. Um, you can listen to the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network on the Live 365 app, Simple Radio app, or on their website, CuyahogaValleyRadio.com. So come check us out on there every Monday. It'll be awesome to hear us, I would say, live, but not It's really not really live. live. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be starting from episode one. So like I said, reruns. So if you want to hear us again, that would be great. This is, uh, just let, give everyone a heads up, this recording is as of July 10th. Um, so July 13th is when we go live on the network. So by then it'll probably be about five episodes deep. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, also want to point out uh, to thank all of our listeners so far. We are at 94 downloads as of today with you know a couple days left for four episodes out. So that's amazing. Hoping to get to 100 by the end of the week. Um, thank you to all of our current followers as well. We're at 90 on Facebook, 77 on Instagram. It's phenomenal that we're getting all this feedback. People really seem to enjoy the, the show. Yeah, um, which is good. Thank you, guys. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, and hopefully we can branch out and get into more stuff and shenanigans as good. we go on. Uh, so make sure to check out Facebook and Instagram. We are doing almost daily stuff. We got uh, Sundays are our release date. Mondays, we got Mondays. And then Tuesday is Trivia Tuesday. Wednesday, we got Watch Me Wednesday featured for Robert. Um, Thursday, really haven't made an absolute decision on yet. Maybe uh, that's Friday, our break day. That's our break day. And then Fridays is Feedback Fridays, where we'll reach out with a post. And if you guys can let us know how you like each episode, that would be great. And then we got Saturdoes, where we tell you all about Homer's does, which there are many of them. So There are many of them. We'll keep them coming as it, uh, as it goes. So why don't we head into this week's episode, Season 1, Episode 10, called Homer's Night Out. Oh, boy. I know Homer's night out. This this could only end badly. Well, um, I mean, it's Homer. When when does it ever end well for Homer? <laughs> yep. So the air date for this one, March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Give you a quick re uh, recap. Shutterbug Bart captures Homer with a sexy entertainer at a bachelor party. 
I mean, who amongst us hasn't been to a bachelor party or even bachelorette party where, you know, somebody uh, gets into a compromising position with an entertainer? But it's Homer, so. Yeah. You know. All right, so the chalkboard gag this week. Um, I will not call my teacher <laughs> hotcakes. I, okay, so for those of you that don't know, uh, Mrs. Kerbopolis Bart's teacher, I would not necessarily think of her as hotcakes. Maybe that was the joke that Bart yeah. was trying to make. Sup hotcakes, I don't know, but got him into hot water and writing it over and over again on the chalkboard. Um, the couch gag this week is another repeat. I feel like season one, they just did not have the, I don't know, mind to come up with more. I mean, it was their first season. Maybe they didn't think they were going to last. They weren't going to go past the second season. So they're like, eh, we'll reuse stuff. Nobody will notice. Oh, we noticed. We always notice. So uh, they sat down on the couch and it falls apart. They just, they bought another horrible couch. Yep. So the episode opens with Homer and Marge in the bathroom. Homer steps on the scale, 239 pounds. I'm a blimp. What are, what are all the good things so tasty? So then he's like, exercise every morning. But, you know, it's funny because Marge actually she likes, care. she doesn't care. She likes her big cuddly teddy, teddy bear. bear. I do like the fact that, like, so we open and they're talking about uh, Eugene Fisk because he's talking about how he's going on his night out. And as we'll see uh, when we talk about uh, Bart, um, they go to six months later and in six months time, Homer's assistant went to his boss. Yep. I know. How? I, well, it seems like people at the power plant are either getting fired or promoted faster than Homer is because well, Homer's Homer not great to... at his job. No. I mean, and the funny thing is, is we really, and we kind of notice this through the course of the entire show, we really don't see him at work. No. Horribly much. No. Which is fine. I mean, you don't, that doesn't necessarily have to be part of the story, but it it seems like he almost might be content as well as bad at his job. Like yeah. he doesn't feel the need to grow in his, in his position, but apparently the people around him do. But I also like yeah. the fact that his now boss met a girl and is now marrying him six months later. Like that's yeah. a pretty quick, pretty quick turnaround. I mean, and I do like sometimes uh, when you know, you know, I, yep. But I do like six months later, it doesn't seem like he gained or lost any. He didn't gain or lose any weight. He steps on the scale again. It's 239 pounds, which, you know, if I were a heavy set guy and I didn't necessarily, you know, gain or lose weight, I don't know. If, well, Homer says he wants to exercise and eat healthier, which I'm assuming he doesn't. No. But the fact that he might not have changed his outlook, he didn't gain or lose any weight. So I feel like that might be a win for him instead of, Oh well, my God. So I'm here's so the thing. Happy. I mean, obviously we don't see what happens in that six months. And a lot of the time with exercising and trying to lose weight, a lot of the times you just gain that weight back. Cause you're well, like, or, Oh, I lost you, the weight. 
I don't need to, you know, keep watching and then you go right back into your old habits and you gain the weight right back. Either that or you exercise to lose weight, but then you gain muscle mass back. But looking at Homer, it does not look like he gained any muscle mass. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, so we cut to Bart in his room reading who knows what comic book. But Pro- Probably Radioactive Man. Probably Radioactive Man. And, but the funny thing is, is obviously I'm assuming the show takes place in the 90s. And oh, yeah. I didn't read much of comic books in the 90s. But, I, really. know, but I know for a fact in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the you know, ads in the back of the comic books were a, you know, huge thing. And so the products Bart sees in the back of the comic book, x-ray TV glasses. First off, x-ray glasses were in the back of those comic books. Yeah, I mean, they they were sold, but they went a step further to say, (laughs) you know what? You could only use x-ray glasses on your television. (laughs) I don't think that would work. Which, hey, I mean, if you're watching Xena, you want to see Lucy Lawless or... You know, Clarissa explains it all. So Melissa Joan Hart. You know, I'm not going to judge anyone. No, um, but for attempting that. You know, X-ray X-ray glasses. You know, don't fake fake fake. But but Bart says fake to all these. Yeah. You know, up until the camp. But then he's like Hypnocoin, nah. uh, spy camera. Ooh. And he's like, oh my god, definitely of all the things I would. Pay, I mean, tiny cameras. Now I don't. Now the funny thing about this camera was is. Was it pol? It wasn't Polaroid because he he was with Martin and the dweebs. At but class. here's the thing: he took pictures of you know the Simpsons and like the show would show a still shot of what he took. Well, yeah, I mean that's more just if you're looking through the camera, that's what you see. But they're not yeah. developed until till his till the club. True, you know what I mean. So the funny thing, the the real funny thing is, is a camera that tiny. Now I didn't look into it. But I work at Best Buy, and I would say a camera of that size, well, maybe they were around in the 90s. I, Like I said, I didn't do the research on it, but I could almost say this was like future alert as well. Like, Yeah, I got to imagine, remembering the 90s, cameras in the 90s are freaking huge. Yeah, and even if they're film cameras, which is fine. They they still didn't get to a tinier size till probably late nineties, early. I would 2000s. even go early two thousands. Yep. So I would I would give this a semi future alert because yeah. we don't we don't know what the FBI and the CIA had. <laughs> they I, have I everything. They have everything. So I'm not going to say that the spy camera technology did not exist, but I'm saying for the general owner, the general public owning, yeah, I would say future alert. So I I do also want to point out that. When Bart goes, ooh, the spy camera, he smashes his piggy bank again. And as you can see, it's taped up. Yep. So that's from, if you guys can remember, that was from the uh, um, No Disgrace Like Home episode where they're looking for money to spend on a therapist. But man, putting that thing back together must have been a pain. (laughs) Good God. You know, and the other thing too, the Simpsons don't do a lot of continuity so to see that i was just like wow they actually kind of did a little continuity obviously nowadays it's every episode is pretty self-contained yeah but But back then i mean there was a lot of different things going on i do like well okay so do you remember was it bart that said the female mailman (laughs) yeah 
I think that's what it was that Lisa kind of corrected them. No, it's just the female. I don't know what she said. I can't remember uh, what she said now. But it was it was really funny because nowadays with gender, you know, specifics, nowadays it seems like we would say female mailman. Probably. But it's it's the male person. A male person or male person. Yeah. And then they go into the, the spy camera gag, which part had and the male lady Every had Every day. The, you ask where? me where your spy camera is. Here it is. Oh, where? thank you, ma'am. And he it's shuts where? the door. <laughs> it's like, where's my spy camera? Where's, where's my, my spy sp- camera? Where's my spy camera? But Here's what? your damn spy <laughs> camera. And then he goes, oh, thank you. And then he thank slams you. the door in her face. I'm like, yeah, that's classic part. But that also, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really start saying hi to my mailman like a friendly person until I was a grown up. So. I, feel I don't like even think I, I say hi to my male person. I don't think I've well, ever interacted with a male person. I mean, I do if I'm home and in around, and they're they're pretty friendly. But yeah. definitely as a kid, Bart was like, eh. <laughs> so he busts out his spy camera. He ta- first first picture he takes is of his eye. He's like, mm, cool, snap. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, no, because he wanted to see if it actually worked. Which, obviously, the funny part about it is you don't know if it actually worked <laughs> until you develop the film. Yes. Um, so then we get a picture of Homer exercising because he's trying to get into shape. Yeah. And then a run over squirrel. <laughs> well, I mean, what, he's a he's an eight year old boy. Who doesn't want to take a picture of uh, dead animals on the road? Yeah. And then obviously the crew d'etat, his butt. But, I mean, to be fair, at eight years old, yeah, I probably was immature enough that I'd probably try to do that too. So one thing, I don't know if you noticed, but when uh, Marge and Homer are in the bathroom before the bachelor party, uh, Marge uses an electric razor to shave her armpits. I did. I, I, I know she was shaving. I didn't realize it was electric. Yep. So once again, I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming lady electric razors existed in the 90s. I mean, men's did, so I'm assuming yeah. women's did. And they've been around forever. Um, so at the bachelor party, Carl's voice does also does not sound like Carl. And, and neither does Lenny. Lenny's yes. voice is also not his, but this is the first appearance we get of Carl Carlson. Yep. But what, okay. Could, could you tell what his voice was? I was almost thinking like, almost like a Homer or a Mo. Well, Lenny's sounded more like Mo. Carl's, I, I don't, it was like a mix yeah, it pro- really I don't know weird. who actually does the voice of Carl and Lenny. Um, yeah, but like, we'll yeah, their voices are definitely here. different, which is weird because I'm pretty sure in the first episode Lenny appears in that voice act, the the voice sounds like it does now. So yeah. I, I don't know what happened in between those episodes. Yeah, it seems really weird unless someone was sick or like, <laughs> let's try something different, but. What we're not going to do on this show, just kind of put it out there. We're not going to get political and stuff like that, oh, like no. what's going on. But the funny thing is, is you could definitely tell that it was a white person doing Carl's voice in this episode. But then when it changes to the normal one, it you know, it sounds like a black person doing yeah. doing it, which that's what we need. Just, yeah. just the sound. It's animation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, so go ahead. So I like, so, you know, they sit down at dinner and Marge and Lisa order something, you know, seafoody and Bart's like, I want the squid. And it's like, now I've had squid. I like squid. I like, I love calamari because it's deep fried squid. But like, 
At eight year at eight years old, would you look at a menu and say, "Oh, there's squid on here. I'll have the squid." But I think it's more of a joke because, as we learn later, when we get to like, you know, itchy and scratchy land, Bart orders, you know, the baby guts. I think, or no, Bart <laughs> orders the baby guts, and everyone's like, "Ew." Mm-hmm. So I think I think a food gag is something that is pretty continuous. Yeah. In so, the show. So after they order. Uh, there's a, a sign behind Bart, which I don't know any restaurant that actually puts their specials on a sign at the booth. It's usually at the front of the restaurant. And it's a cod platter for uh, $4.95, which that is cheap compared to today's prices. The, but I think, yeah, in the 90s, though, price inflation, man. Yeah. I'm sure a cod platter costed that much in the 90s. Yeah. And Bart changes it to say cold pet rat. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I also liked how the bathrooms at the Rusty Bucket were labeled buoys and gulls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, how would you, like, I get, like, obviously boys and girls, but like, I think and I've buoys. seen restaurants, I've seen restaurants do stuff like that. It's like, can't you just do men's and women's, boys and girls? Well, like, okay, so I was trying to think of how they were thinking. Now, Obviously, we do want to try to keep this show as clean as possible. Yeah. But I feel like buoys is like kind of like a joke on testicles. You know what I mean? Because probably it bounces in water, maybe. I don't but know. But gulls, gulls, I don't quite know unless it's, it's like a bird. You know, well, no, no, no. <laughs> You're like they're squawky birds. You know, women squawk, squawk, squawk. Talk, yeah, I, I think know. men I do more be. squawking than women. <laughs> so don't know where those names absolutely came from, but they were. I mean, they're, 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 they're seafood or they're like sea related items. Yes. And they kind of sound like boys and girls. Correct. Maybe I'm thinking too deeply. We're probably thinking too deeply on this. All right. So Maggie sucks on a piece of fish instead of her pacifier in the episode. Well, she doesn't have teeth. She's she's got to eat. Well, I don't think a baby of Maggie's age would be eating fish either. I mean, well, especially a whole fish with yeah. the skin on it, but it could have been a rubber pa- rubber pacifier type fish too. We don't know. We don't know. All right, so uh, Bart sneaks in, takes a picture of uh, his dad dancing with uh, Princess Jasmine. We'll learn later. We'll learn about or Cashmere. Sorry, Princess Cashmere. Cashmere. I was going to say Jasmine. What Jasmine. is this? Aladdin? Yeah. <laughs> what are we watching? Aladdin now? Um, I like the fact that the groom and the dad don't like the bachelor party and they say they're in hell. I know. It's like, so fun. Like, why would you even allow it? You know, it's your bachelor allow- party. Yep. And who's your best man that planned this bachelor party? Like, it seems like Carl and Len- like, it seems like the guys at the power plant played this and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to get special entertainment. Like it's your bachelor party. You tell your best man what you want, and then the best man plans the bachelor party. Yep. So the picture is about to get out there, and Bart, you know, tells Milhouse or shows Milhouse. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, can I get a copy of that?" And you know, so they go to the copying machine. The copy machine reads five cents at the yeah. front, and it's ten cents on the coin slot. <laughs> so does the coin slot only take dimes, and you have to get two copies? I mean, it's possible. I, I don't know why you would do that. I, I, I've I never seen a coin-operated uh, printing or copying machine. 
Granted, oh, I, I never go to Kinko's or anything like that. But oh, I've definitely seen them. But the weird thing is, I kind of wanted to know if they were at school, which the background, yes, they were at school. But it, it seems like I don't think there would be a, a copy machine at a school that cost money. No, I think these I, copies no. would be free at a school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I do like, so, so now the picture's getting around and it's pretty much everywhere. And Homer's walking around town and everyone's, you know, kind of saying, woo, ooh, la, la, and stuff. Yeah. But Ho- I like how Homer is confused with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> like, I I never personally, if I was thinking of a of the Simpsons family being related to anyone, I would think more George Jetson, like the Jetsons family. Yeah. Than, than the Flintstones. Yeah. To me, anyway. Well, but, eh. I mean, Fred works at the quarry. Homer works at a power plant. I mean, you know, hey, they, they both have kids. They they both have a dog. Well, Fred has a dinosaur as a pet. Uh, and they're both kind of idiots. Yes. I wouldn't say George Jetson is an idiot or incompetent. But Fred Flintstone, I, I would definitely go the incompetent route with him. Oh, I feel it might be. I mean, I feel like George Jetson and Spacely Sprocket do have that Mr. Burns Homer Simpson relationship. Aside from Sprocket knows Who, Jetson's George name. Jetson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when Homer's at the Quickie Mart, you see a framed copy <laughs> picture of Homer dancing with Princess Casimir displayed behind Apu at the Quickie Mart. You also see it at Moe's. So this picture really has spread like wildfire. It's so oh, yeah. funny. That Homer just does is so oblivious to it. Because to be honest, but it's Homer. Homer. But yes, that's the fact. It is Homer, and yes, he's oblivious to most things. But as a guy at a bachelor party and you're dancing with a stripper, you're not necessarily thinking I did something wrong. Obviously, Marge has a completely different opinion. But Homer probably, even if he saw the picture, would be like, "Oh, this is cool. This is you know not a not a big deal." Yeah. But then he goes home and Marge, you know, <laughs> goes go, gets really upset. And I do love the fact that there's still no Bart strangulation yet. Homer like, was literally this close. Yeah. To going after it. Yeah. And and Marge kind of steps in and starts strangling Homer. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I don't know if it was necessarily foreshadowing for Homer's eventually going to strangle Bart, since we haven't gotten that yet. I think it was just Marge was pissed at Homer and strangled him. Yep. So Homer gets, you know, kicked out of the house. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, we're at episode 10, and I swear, Homer's marriage has in, been in more deep water <laughs> in the first 10 episodes. I I don't know how Marge can stand it i mean this is amazing they've been yeah. to therapy homer you know almost committed suicide um it, yeah it's just like now here's the question you're married let's say one of your friends had a bachelor party and you got caught on camera with uh an, an entertainer I, I don't think your wife would get upset with you i'm sure you would tell her hey there's going to be entertainment Yes, and I mean, I've never really been to many bachelor parties aside from my own, and we went to the track, so yeah. I don't know if that would ever necessarily happen, but 
it is it is kind of funny that Marge. I mean, Marge is a homemaker, homemaker yeah. wife. I think just the way she grew up, just kind of point. And the funny thing is, we don't know this yet. But oh, the yeah. way she was, but the way that she was treated by like Artie Ziff, it really kind of shows how bad something like Homer dancing with an exotic dancer is in her system yeah. because of what Artie Ziff did to her, which obviously we'll learn later. We'll learn later. Um, so Homer gets kicked out, goes to Moe's. It's ladies night. Unescorted. Un- un- and I didn't, so I tried typing this into, into my phone to see if it was actually a real word. Autocorrect on my text message doesn't actually have unescorted as a real word. I mean, I don't. I, feel I, like I don't think is. he would. I don't think he'd be like, "Oh yeah, she was unescorted to the ball." I would think. I think he would say, "Yeah, she was not escorted to the ball." Yeah, I don't think unescorted but, is a real word. Yep. And then, but ladies drink free. So if you just showed up at Moe's and you were a lady, you get to drink free. I mean, I feel like if I was a woman, you know, getting drunk at night, I'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna take separate cars. We're gonna show up to this bar late." Yeah. And then you know what I mean. But also, here's the thing. Mo Moe's bar is a, I would consider a dive bar where all the, I wouldn't say degenerates, but like, you know, not necessarily the most attractive men would hang out. Yes. Um, uh, Mo still has a pink apron and they still have the Western style swinging doors. Why I don't know that is animated that way. Because, I, I, like, obviously in later episodes, you know, you walk through the push door, you're in the bar. Yep. Like, so well, well we're, we're keeping a pin on this one pretty close. Um, uh, so afterwards, uh, Homer is talking to Barney. Barney's like, oh, yeah, you can stay with me. And they, they go to Barney's apartment. And it, God, is it trash. And it was worse than my apartment when I had an apartment. Oh, God. I mean, that it was, was I, I get that Barney's an alcoholic. But man, it was just food boxes, clothes, just thrashed everywhere. And the, this is my favorite quote of the entire episode right here. Yeah. In case you get hungry, there is an open beer in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, technically, no. technically beer is made with yeast and <laughs> therefore it is liquid bread. So therefore, if you're hungry, have a beer. I mean, oh my God, that was hilarious like i mean granted barney's an alcoholic so he might just think everything's a food yeah but man if you're i mean i I had to think twice like i heard that again and i was like oh my god and i like paused it rewind it yeah so i can get the quote right but it would that that just got me laughing that was just hilarious also uh barney's hair is now brown so we got 10 episodes in and Barney now has brown hair. The animators are finally uh, getting getting to speed a little bit. So uh, after that, he goes to work the next day and Smithers calls uh, Homer up to Burns' office and Burns chews him out in front of Smithers and then sends Smithers away. And Burns is like, you have to teach me. How do you get these women? Like Homer is some like big, you know, womanizer. And I love the fact that Homer tells Burns the best way to get a girl is to wine them, dine them, bring them flowers, and write them poetry. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who enjoy that sort of stuff. And I'm sure there's women who would prefer maybe going to a sporting event or going to uh, 
a protest or you know but you gotta remember though burns is, is different but burns is old that's that's like the okay we don't know actual burns's age really but he's I'm 200 guessing, years old yeah right yeah so in the 1910s 1920s okay maybe burns 1930s that but that was the way wine yeah. dine like especially it hit with his wealth Oh yeah, that would that would be the standard for Mr. Burns, and yeah. even Homer. I mean, we learned that as a young teenager slash college young guy. I mean, Homer was a romantic. Like yeah. he knew what he was knew what he was doing. And then also, this uh, I believe this is the first time we hear uh, Sector Seven G, which is the sector Homer works in. Yep. So, so we finally finally know where Homer works, and then. Mr. Burns says he'll never forget their conversation. Yeah. But I, I so Mr. Burns must have like Alzheimer's. I Well, no, because he knows who like here's the thing, he knows who Carl is, he knows who Lenny is, he knows who Mr. Smithers is, he he knows who people are. Like the episode there's an episode where Burns sends a thank you card to the Simpsons and he remembers Marge, he remembers yep. Bart, he remembers Lisa, he even remembers Maggie, but he forgets Homer's name. I just think he hates Homer so much that the moment Homer walks out of the room, he's just like, I hate that guy. I'm just going to forget his name. I don't want to know his name. Which is funny because, I mean, through 10 episodes, he's seen Mr. Burns a numerous amount of times, especially yeah. the especially the safety episode. He yeah. <laughs> knows who he is. It's just really funny that even like Mr. Burns says, I won't forget this conversation. You know, the next episode, yeah. he, he will. So Homer finally makes it home and, you know, obviously he's sorry. He doesn't, you know, the funny thing I noticed yeah. was he has a wrinkly shirt. That must've been the animation style they went with. Cause oh, Homer, yeah. I mean, oh, I, know for Homer, sure. I know Homer had change of clothes, March threw clothes out at him, but since Homer only wears the same outfit every day, yeah, maybe he decided to keep on that shirt. That's the only yeah. thing I could think of. Cause like, I think, I think of the animation, like part of his sleeve on his shirt is also ripped. In one day, come on. Well, I guess we it's, don't really know how many days it's been. It seems like it's only been one day because he goes yeah. to the bar, goes to Barney's, then to work. But also, don't forget, we had a time lapse with the six months. Yeah, so we don't necessarily know how long it's been. I feel like it's only been a couple days, if that. Probably. I, I It's Homer, though. He, you know, he's a slob. Yep. So, Bart, or Homer finally figures out what he did wrong you know yeah. and he wants to teach bart a lesson about uh dancing girls so he yeah. takes them to pretty much every i didn't know there was that many strip clubs in <laughs> or burlesque houses in springfield which is really funny because the only other burlesque house that we know about is in a future episode of the simpsons that just randomly shows up wasn't like, that the monorail episode no no it was all about that. So I'd yeah. like to, I'm, I'm excited to rewatch that episode because I kind of want to see if anything from this episode really sticks out as, as crossing over. Probably not. Um, I'm going to so, go with not. Yeah. We'll have to see. So I do like that Bart is trying to get a look at all the, the chicks at yeah. every single place. Like Homer's asking where this dancer is and Bart's just in the foreground kind of just. Homer yells at him at one. What did I tell you? You keep your eyes on the floor. The floor. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing your kid to a strip club. What do you, what do you yeah. expect? Yeah. Uh, but then when they finally get to the right place, uh, Homer runs up to Princess Cashmere. 
Yeah. And is like, oh, I want to teach my son a lesson. The cage goes up. Homer falls off. And then the entertainer was like, oh, it's, it's Homer you. Simpson. It's you. You could have fun. And Homer does a can-can with the episode. Bart, once again, is, you know, kind of, he's like, oh, my dad's an awesome guy. Like, yeah. but see, son to father, it's almost like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Where whereas Marge sees it as you shouldn't be teaching your son to treat girls like objects, which yeah. yes, that is a very good lesson. Yes. But when you're, when you're eight and you see your dad kind of as a cool guy, I would say, oh, yeah. you know, it, I mean, the situation he has is not the best, but the overall situation where Bart's like, Oh, I can look up to my father cause he's cool is something i mean personally like i don't want my son to be like oh he's a he's a dad he's yeah a dweeb guy i want him to think i'm not that i'm gonna go around you know objectifying women exactly but i do want him to think that i'm a cool guy and obviously homer didn't expect to be on stage but i think the guy thing kicked in and was like oh i'm gonna do the can can and then marge walks in and he's like okay stop the show we gotta we gotta fix this problem yeah and, um, and then you see, uh, before all that, you do see Burns and Smithers in the crowd with twins. And, like, we know, obviously we know now Smithers is gay. But, like, so was this a ruse? Were these twins that Smithers knew or Burns met? Or were they exotic dance? Like, we don't know who these women are. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know if Burns used Homer's moves. Who knows? Yeah. And then the episode ends with... Uh, uh, Homer giving an impassioned speech and all the men in the uh, audience going, oh, I need to call my mom. Here's a picture of my daughter. Here's a picture of my daughter. And Marge, as you said, was in the audience and she runs up on stage and gives Homer, you know, Homer and her start making out and parts out there like, all right, move along. Nothing to see here. Nobody wants to see my parents, my kiss. parents kiss. Like, yes. I mean, pretty much, I think any eight-year-old, if they see their parents kiss, their, their automatic reaction is, ew, because... Yep. You know, you're eight years old. So I mean, I I probably I I still probably wouldn't want to watch our parents kiss, but you yeah. know, <laughs> but they're in yeah. love, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we're gonna give our final thoughts. Um, so just to give a little refresher for everyone, as we rate our episodes, we'll be giving them either a one, a doe, two, eat my shorts, three, don't have a cow man. For Mr. Mm, Sprinkles. Or five, everything's coming up Millhouse. So, you know, I enjoyed this episode. But, you know, Marge getting angry at Homer for dancing with an exotic entertainer at a bachelor party. Now, granted, I believe Homer did lie to Marge that he was Nothing going happened. to a bachelor party. Which I don't think we mentioned. So we'll mention nope. that now. Um... So maybe maybe it wasn't the fact that he danced with her. Maybe it was the fact that Marge was upset because Homer lied to him. But I have a feeling Homer didn't necessarily know either. Possibly. So you have that. Uh, you know, I think they did. A, I mean, this wasn't as a serious uh, epi- episode as uh, the bowling episode where Marge goes out with Jacques bowling all the time and Lisa and 
or, or dealing with the fact their par- parents might get, you know, divorced. And Shh, that's next episode. The bowling episode? No, we already talked about that one. Oh, that was last week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I get my weeks mixed up. Um, I was like, dude, that was like episode five. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was okay. Uh, you know, there was some funny bar- parts. You know, the uh, in case you're in case you get hungry, there's an open beer in the fridge. That's a great line. But overall, I mean, it wasn't anything memorable. Uh, nothing really stuck out. I mean, they've already, I mean, they've done a few episodes where the marriage has been in trouble and it kind of seems like a thing that happens a lot in the future. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Don't Have a Cow. Yeah, that's a three. It wasn't terrible. I mean, uh, it had a great message at the end of, you know, don't objectify women. I mean, nobody should be objectifying anybody. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that laugh out loud one and it didn't, you know, have the memorable stuff that like four or five years down the line, you're going to be like, Hey, do you remember that episode of the Simpsons where Homer got caught, you know, dancing with an exotic dancer? Like, I, I don't know. I, I go with, uh, don't have a cow, man. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like how the episode opened. It was really funny. Homer jumping on the scale, the, you know, Bart's camera fiasco yeah. for the first, I mean, the first 10 minutes, I, I, it was really funny. It was, you know, your standard Simpsons episode where, you know, you kind of know shenanigans are about to start. Yeah. And you kind of get into the seriousness of the episode where, you know, Homer's kind of in trouble. And I'm like, eh, again, with, you know, yeah. the Homer in trouble. I, I mean, the funny thing is we're only, they're on episode 10 of the first season and you know, they're trying to get people hooked, but it seems like up to this point, about half the episodes have been that serious family yeah. drama stuff. But because of all the, the, the funniness and just the way it was put together, yeah. I'm going to do Don't Have a Cow Man as well. Um, but it, yeah, like you said, not memorable, but the camera part is very memorable. I do love... <laughs> I do love the spy camera bit. I mean, that was it was a good funny. bit. I mean, and it served, you know, as a plot, you know, pusher. But I mean, outside of that, you know. Yeah. All right. So, like always, we are gonna close out our episode with a character profile, and this episode features the one, the only, the sexy Princess Cashmere. So, as we know, her occupation is belly dancer for hire. And she does seem to work oh, yeah. in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, her title is Queen of the Mysterious <laughs> East. <laughs> Which East? Um, like are we are we are we talking like overseas? Are we talking I'm thinking New York? like well, I'm thinking like Aladdin, Aladdin East. Because uh, she she has that, you know, she has that I mean, when did Aladdin come out? Ninety did it come out? In the ninety? I know it came out of the nineties, but like ninety four, I think. Grab a year for me. Um, her real name is Shauna Tifton, which is yeah. funny because we learned that in, uh, when she's in the cage, yeah. um, she's also known as April flowers. Um, so a lot of different names at a lot of different venues. Yeah. Her pet peeve is rude people. I mean, rude people. Which as a, yep. Uh, her turn ons are silk sheets <laughs> and a warm fireplace. To be fair, a warm fireplace is very nice. Yeah. Um, her costume 
occasionally is required to wear bird-like outfits with big wings and a feathery headdress. Well, well, she's an exotic dancer. You gotta, you gotta have costumes. Yep, and she changes them up frequently, but that that one she's you know, occasionally required to wear to yeah. to meet all the needs. So, so uh, where where can uh, people listen to us? Well, we are pretty much everywhere now. We're on what? Uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. The list goes on. If you find a place where we're not and you would like us to be on it, uh, just let us know. We'll see what we can do to get on that platform. Uh, you can also hear us every Monday on the Cuyahoga Valley Radio <laughs> Network. Eventually, Sorry, eventually, you, you'll say it flawlessly. I know. I keep messing up that word. Well, it's Cuyahoga. I mean, that's a weird... I mean, look, I live in Wisconsin. You live in Minnesota. Both places have weird names as well. Yes. But Cuyahoga Valley Radio? Cuyahoga Valley Radio is where you can hear us um, weekly, Mondays, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, on the West Coast at 5 p.m. So check us out. It'll be something that I hope goes on forever. Cause, That'd be great. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to hear us on the radio? <laughs> I'm sure there might be some people who don't want to listen to us, but, you know, yeah. that's that's their prerogative. Yep. So just uh, actually, just to let everyone know, so on this radio network, just if you guys want to listen to it, they do have uh, modern day hits, 70s, 80 rock, classic, um, as well as uh, podcasts uh, that they put on there. So uh, support them. Uh, they're supporting us, so we thank them. So. Yep. Thank you to Cuyahoga Valley Radio. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It.